Yak Mala, Yak Mala. Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am super happy to be with you, and I am super happy to be joined by my good friends, and I have James, James Kata. I, this episode, I would like to be referred to as James Kata, Guardian of the Universe. James Kata, Guardian of the Universe. All right. Well, I mean... I mean, it's a bit formal, so maybe <laughs> just go with Jim. Yeah. Jim, yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, Jim the Guardian. Okay, and uh, and since yes, yeah, since <laughs> since the universe needs much guarding, well, then we we have another guardian of the universe. We have Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations. I'm really looking forward to some uh, to some large weird words. It's, wow. <laughs> I don't That's know what all that I means. Got. Wow. Nope. No, I, I, I don't know either. So wow, not being an example of those large words. <laughs> yes. No. no. If, if wow is one of his large words, that would explain a lot. But it, it's palindromic. What? Anyways. <laughs> there's there's a good large word. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jack Hall. No, I, you forgot. I changed my name, remember? As Peacock was my last name now, and Chris was the first name. And, and you remember I... And of course, I can't do that anymore because, uh, as you know, that's the problem with being on a world famous uh, uh, podcast like this. Is I got a cease and desist from the Peacock Network. Uh, they got uh, so I have to pick a new name, and I like Peacock. I, I, so I'm gonna, I can't use that. So I'm gonna stay with uh, Cock, uh, C O K E, C O C K. Yeah, Cock, uh, C O C O C K E, uh, and I'll go with Paul, Paul McCock. Oh. I feel like like your name was actually Cock C O C K. I thought you did this last episode actually. That and and it's instead of Peacock, it's Micock and the first name Paul Paul McCock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you changed it to that last name or last last episode. No, I don't think so. I I think you should have changed it to something that definitely wouldn't run you into the kind of problems that Peacock did. All right, maybe. Last Maybe name Jack before? HBO Max. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that nobody has. Yeah. Yeah, like something's something. not going to cause that kind of problem. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go then with uh, with uh, Coke as the last name instead. We'll just go to Coke and, and first name Ryan. So, like Jack the CW? Is that is that an option? <laughs> <laughs> we can't insult interviews done yet. <laughs> so... All right. Okay. All right. So, anyways, we are here. The actual book, yes. only slightly less entertaining than this. Yes, we are here to discuss Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, not James Cotta, Guardian of the Universe. So, uh, and in this case, we know that Nick Boxer is going to have to explain the Guardian of the Universe to us. So, please, Nick Boxer, do this first. Before, before but first, it goes, let's explain the the concept of the season. Yeah, okay. are you sure? Are you sure we need to? <laughs> I, I I would, except you know that's too much work. I'm already explaining the freaking movie, and you know that's going to take an hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, explain All right, explain well, something. Somebody explain something. Somebody, well, no, 80, James Conner, right? Eighty-five minutes of fame is the name of this season. Uh, a reference to the Andy Warhol. In the future, everyone will be famous for fifteen minutes. This is people who were famous for things other than movies, other than acting. 
um, that uh, put their their toe in the waters. Uh, some some like uh, the star of our film today, uh, Jesse Jesse the Body Ventura did quite a few movies. Who, uh, but, who isn't famous for acting? But certainly that is not where he, that's that's <laughs> not where he. Uh, that's not where he made his hay. That's not uh, that's not what he was. And most this is well his known only for. lead role, right? So yeah, he's, he's a lot of supporting roles. Yeah, yeah, certainly a lot of acting, but not. Uh, but it, I mean, it's it's still not uh, not what they put at the top of the open. And after this, they decided he couldn't lead again. I don't understand. <laughs> Seems hard to believe. <laughs> truly, truly. Yeah. So this episode, of course, uh, Jesse Jesse the Body Ventura being the uh, the person. Abraxas. Abraxas, the the guardian. titular, the t- titular. Abraxas, Abraxas, guardian of the universe. He oh, has the power. Abraxas. Ah. <laughs> All right. Clean soundtrack yeah, over to, over was the best part of this movie. <laughs> All righty. What happens in this movie is quite simply phenomenal. Jesse Ventura he plays Abraxas, space cop. Now, space cops are imbued with certain sorts of powers, and he is assigned to capture his old partner who's gone rogue and chases him to Earth. Now, apparently, space cops, if they procreate, um, their progeny somehow get some sort of superpower that gives them the anti-life equation. Now, if the a space cop learns the anti-life equa- equation, this is bad. The progeny is now called the Comator. Of course, this all makes sense and it is explained in the oh, yeah. opening crawl. So, you know, everybody's on board for the entire movie. Oh, my God. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, isn't that the Comator? The practice is unable to stop his ex-partner from procreating. Segundus, his partner, commits space rape, but Jesse... Via his hand. It should be said he touches his hand to the belly. That's the space rape in this movie. Yeah. PG-13 movie. Yes, well, it's still space rape. Um, so Not rape rape, just space rape. Yeah. Space rape happens... Sagonis is sent back to some sort of space prison, and everyone's thinking this is this is going to be okay. But unfortunately, Sagonis escapes and comes back to Earth, and he goes after his kid to learn the anti-life equation, which we know is bad from the opening crawl. After that, it's sort of a Terminator thing. Abraxas goes chasing after him, and he has to get him, but our our space cop buddy kind of likes the kid, so he doesn't just off him, but and tries to protect him from Segundus and supposedly protect the universe. I was really like unsure what happens if anybody learns the anti life equation, but well, we learned that from the fourth world. Jack Kirby taught us, and it's uh, true. So, and know, it's bad. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure it's bad, but you know. You know, they chase each other, they fight, there's some odd little bits, but really, that that's the plot of the movie. 
See yeah, what happens much. in the in the anti life equation. What actually happens is that James Belushi becomes like a big giant pothead and actually starts like, you know, just just growing his own weed. Like that's the anti life equation. Is that what he's doing now? Completely. Oh yeah, that's right. He is. He's growing his own weed. I forgot about that. I hear it's really good. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but technically, isn't he growing weed for other people? <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure he yeah. uses it. I'm, I'm sure he I, – I, I know he uses some. I actually saw an interview with him now that you mentioned that, where he was talking about that. Yeah. 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 Why, why not? Nobody's hiring him. <laughs> well, he that's because he was in a Braxis Guardian of the Universe. <laughs> yeah. Quite the uh, quite the cameo there. I'm like, really? Not only that, but he plays a principal. So the, that's uh, – In the list of great cameos. In the list of great cameos, that's really got to be up there. That was an amazing cameo. <laughs> it was. It was. I was wondering how they got it, but it turns out that the the female leave was his wife at the time. And that's how they got him to oh, be nice. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Where, where does one start with a Braxis Guardian of the Universe? Well, what did we learn from this film? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, I I learned about four new ways to slut shape. Uh, yeah. They were yeah. really hard on the pregnant mother for this the first half of this movie. Uh, I love that she goes immediately and sees her father, and the father's like, and you don't know who the who, who she apparently lives with, and he's like, you don't know who the father is? You don't know the father? And I'm like, what? You think that this is normal? Like, yesterday you saw your daughter, and she wasn't nine months pregnant, and now she has a baby? And, <laughs> and you're like... And and your first reaction is that is the slut shamer because she doesn't know who the father is. Maybe maybe this you you think she properly hid being pregnant from you for nine months, walking around the house with like a bag of groceries <laughs> over her belly or something. Like, what is going like on? Do, yeah, like they do on sitcoms where they carry stuff in front of them. They carry boxes <laughs> yeah. all the time. They they sit behind desks. Um, yeah, she's been doing that for you know, right for nine the months and the dad didn't notice. And now, so now he's mad at her. Like, come on. But I mean, even, even once the kid is school age and she's trying to get him into school, the principal rolls her eyes when, when they, when she says she, she's a single mother, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. It's a single mother meaning whore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, it's, and the movie was made in 1991. You know, not in 1891. I think that's worth noting. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it, it, just, just they go out of their way to get these scenes in here. And there's no reason. I mean, we could have had space rape, cut 15 minutes. And <laughs> I, I feel like since she has no support network in this small town anyway, like leaving would have been a good idea. <laughs> It's an interesting concept, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like the, her roots in the in the community are what are the reason she stays. No, <laughs> I don't know why she stays. Come to think of it, but she turns her life around. Even as a single mother, gets herself a good job. I'll tell you what I learned from this movie. Yeah, I learned that the best uh, the best uh, soundtrack for a action science fiction movie is slow jazz. Smooth jazz, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. <laughs> I learned that uh, that you could probably talk about this in any film class if you talked about its parallels with the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned that that uh, Danish bodybuilders sound shockingly like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sven Sorensen, the uh, the uh, B movie uh, himself, a B movie legend, is the uh, the the Sarkon, Sarkonis, Secundus, Secundus. Secundus. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here's what else I learned um, from the guys that that are – because there's the guys who who dispatch the space cops to Earth. I learned from them when they're talking about Earth that Earth is the uh, fourth planet from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real attention to detail. Well, yeah, like, one I, of them I know I've is time to time, but there was this fam- famous show later called Third Rock from the Sun, clearly intended to correct this. Uh, yeah. misunderstanding. <laughs> and, yeah. and one yeah, of those me, one of those characters is, of course, the writer and director. So, I mean, you know, he oh, he knows all really. I mean, so the way I see it, they must have discovered another invisible planet. That's that's the way that I read they, that. Yeah, they may know something like Canada the Moon. <laughs> I think uh, I think I I, I learned that uh, that if you're uh, a police if you're a a police officer that uh, no matter what you do other police officers will cover for you yeah. <laughs> even even carrying a Uzi yeah I learned that actually just from watching the news <laughs> oh man oh. Oh, on point, on point, I must say. <laughs> I, I, I like that we're making the show topical. <laughs> As we talk about Abraxas on its 30th anniversary. It's, it's <laughs> funny that, it, it's, it's funny that, that, uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, we mentioned Schwarzenegger, we mentioned the Terminator, because Schwarzenegger was offered this movie. You know, he turned it down to do T2, mistake. Yeah. But he was offered this yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. The road yeah. not taken. You don't know what would have uh, what would have come. Yeah, yeah. If he had been offered this and instead of doing T two, uh, yeah. you know. And then Jesse the body was the Terminator in uh, in T two. And oh. uh, whole different world. Whole and different then, world. I, I think governor. That, uh, well, actually, I th- he still becomes governor because both can go as governor. <laughs> now that I think about it, I was about to say like they they both ended up as a governor anyway. So it's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the career paths ended up having a lot more crossover than you expect. But yeah, <laughs> especially for these guys. But uh, yeah. yeah, wow, it's interesting. Now I'm not sure what else to say about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's well, time yeah. to get it to the print. <laughs> I don't know. Did we learn anything else from this? I don't think we did. <laughs> Neither did the filmmaker. Like how to make a film. <laughs> it's it's interesting because because you know uh, and and here's the funny thing, right? Is that uh, I had just been going through these lists of of de- like deep dive movies that were supposedly good, and and Abraxas came up as a on this list of like oh this is a good sci-fi movie and so i went in with this expectation of like oh well okay so we're gonna watch a good sci-fi movie and and instead i watched abraxas and (laughs) i did have a laugh that when we were talking about these we were talking about which ones we felt good about which ones we weren't sure and 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 someone said well what i've heard is that abraxas is just a really solid sci-fi yeah that's that was what (laughs) that's what what this article said yep and wrong Totally wrong. Oh yeah, that like that article couldn't have been any that's longer. The thing about this movie, that, that's the biggest thing about. Like, I was so disappointed with this because I'm like, okay, this can't be. This has to be, you know, what it is. The, the same guy who delivers the I'm not. I'm too. You know, I ain't got time to bleed. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be like the Robert, the great Robert Forrester sci-fi action flick, uh, Peacemaker. You know, just a bunch of explosions and lasers and and cheesy lines and i figure it'd be bad but fun 
And <laughs> it's so serious. It is such a serious movie. And, you know, trying to do so much character development and everything. And it's just like, are you serious? We don't need character development. Give me an explosion and a laser. <laughs> and all they did with Jesse Ventura was like, it was like Damian Lee just told him to, like, basically sleepwalk through the role. I think that's his acting. Do you think he was told that, or was that a natural? No, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it was it was method. He was just asleep all the time. I, I, well, but that's but that's it though. This is one of the greatest talkers in the history of the wrestling business. A super charismatic guy, which is why he became governor. An incredible talker, and and yeah, you basically gave him almost no lines because he, his character is just a quiet, you know, tortured policeman, a space cop. It, Oh, just and, what yeah, a mess. I mean, I mean, and and it's and it's true because, like, I mean, sure, okay. So the story, the story, I think we've probably seen in other places, but like similar elements. But honestly, the, it's it's really? such a shame. You've seen a movie with a co-mater in it before. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen lots of movies with invented words, sure, but uh, <laughs> but I mean the just the idea of like taking Jesse Ventura and kind of wasting him in, in this concept is is the un, really Which unfortunate is a scary thing. thing to say yeah i know it, it is it's true like you don't expect good acting but you expect jesse ventura to be all jesse ventura just a really flamboyant character and really because that's what he is and they did not do that i mean very yeah, mellow. what a mess now, Ventura is famous for having famous friends like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you think he was getting acting tips at this point? Did they know each other at this point? Well, they had already done they, term Predator, yeah, right? They did Terminator and Predator, or Predator and and uh, Running Man together at this so point. It, Running it, Man was like seven. Wait, this was after Running Man? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is 1991. Well, I, I just assumed this was before everything. I didn't No, this is after everything. This was after James <laughs> Belushi was famous. This was after Red Heat. This was after uh, Predator, which was 87. And, and Running Man was also 87. Wow, uh, this should be a much better movie. I know! <laughs> <laughs> and there's the insight of the movie. Now we've learned that this is what we learned. We learned this should have been a much better movie. <laughs> this was not as much fun as I had hoped. I, 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 I mean, it's one of those ones you take a chance on, but uh, I, really, it, 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 it's, sometimes you get a mix. Uh, luckily, we have the next movie to talk about, so we're good, but... It, yeah, it's it's you weird. Know. It's a it's a weird one because because there's like all the pieces all all the puzzle pieces are in place, but I th I think they missed one or two. Yeah, that's basically it. All the puzzle pieces were in place, but they just somehow didn't they didn't <laughs> add very well. <laughs> they were, they just, nobody just, had nobody had they were the trying to put it together box. without putting the box up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's score the switch. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, all right. Well, in our search for the ultimate B movie, we rated Shalom in five categories. None of those categories is objective quality. The first category is called schlock appeal. And as always, we start with Stan. Well, just based on the sheer Jesse Ventura, you know, being in it. I mean, Sven Oli Thorson. I mean, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. I mean, you know, like we said, the puzzle pieces are there. It's just not put together very well. I'm going to give it a five just based on the fact that they had the puzzle pieces. Yeah, but they really don't fit together. Um, I, 
you know, if we were rating like the cover art on the VHS, oh, I yeah. probably scored a whole lot higher. Twenty. Um, I'll, I'll give it a four for having like a good schlocky title. The movie itself, it didn't have that schlock appeal for me. Four. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I think I think you're right there, Nick. It didn't have the schlock it should have. It had the puzzle pieces. You both right. You gave it about the same score. I'm also giving it a four. It it's a totally it's cheesy more than schlocky because it's just not silly enough, you know. So a four is my score on this. I I think uh, I think the package like as you, you talk about like the what we expected to get. I mean, I, I do think that there is an amount of the, of the, of schlock that is about the promise as opposed to the, to the delivery. So, uh, all the way up to a five, uh, for me. All the way up to a five. We're, we're pretty even on <laughs> come, this. One. Come on. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. Any movie that has a culminator, you know, like, deserves there a little that. bit of <laughs> schlock. What the hell? I don't even get that. You know, and th- I, I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> There, there's elements, but there's elements, but it just didn't come together. All right, uh, more heart than budget, and no budget. Uh, I did not, I didn't, we don't have a listed budget. Oh, I couldn't find it. I don't think there is a budget period, but no, <laughs> it wasn't much. It wasn't enough to put in a lot of explosions or lasers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the problem, right? Like it's it's a it's a lot of like guys running around in the woods. With uh-huh. with with a smooth jazz score that basically they probably got off a whole bunch of um, well at the time like uh, stock music cassettes so it's it's really it's really it seems really low and it looks really low um, so I can only go with the three. Uh, yeah, I, I have trouble judging this category. Usually for heart, I always look for somebody that really is like putting it out there and pushing. But honestly, after watching this movie, I don't know why this got made. I don't know. I I, I didn't get the sense through the direction or the production or the acting that anyone really wanted to do this um, or why this was done. It couldn't have been like, this is going to be the next big thing. I didn't get the sense that, uh, Jesse thought this was going to make him a huge movie star, leading man type guy. He knew he wasn't. Yeah, we've seen his bald head. So, um, yeah, I I can't go huge on heart. I I hope there was somebody behind this picture that really thought they were doing the doing a job of it. But yeah, three. Yeah, I see it a little bit differently. I think Jesse Ventura. I mean, cared enough about the movie to shave his mustache. That says something to me. Uh, you know, um, like I think what probably appealed to him was the idea that this was a character that was sensitive, that did go against what was his, his type. I think that they tried to put a lot of heart into it and the story and the character development and everything like that. It's just not executed very well. I think there's, I think there's more heart there here than skill. Um, so I will give it a five. Uh, Stan, I got caught looking for something else. What was your score there? Uh, my score was the three. All right. Well, I'm going to make it almost threes across the board. Then uh, I think uh, I, I think there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of energy in this movie. Like I think yeah. they, as we were t- as we were saying, like it doesn't it doesn't go too far, but it doesn't go too far enough at the same time. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's it it plays it safe for a movie that doesn't need to play it safe. Um, there's there's no kind of 
big there's no center there's no showpiece there's no it doesn't even get melodramatic enough like it's it kind of doesn't know what it wants to what's what it wants to be it's not it's too serious for for what it is um and so, an, uh, three from, go ahead. And in an era that we're, that's not known for playing it safe. You know, that's yeah. the, that's the weirdest thing. Like you talk about playing it safe and it's just like, this is the late eighties, early nineties. I mean, like yeah. everything was blowing up at this point. The love yeah. boat practically was blowing up at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like speed three. I mean, speed two was on the love boat. Like that's, that's, that's what the <laughs> yes. world was like at that point. <laughs> I would, uh, I would like to note there is one explosion. There sure, is a couple explosions, but not it's not Peacemaker with Robert Forrester, which I yeah, fortunately watched, which is a similar plot, and it's just explosions like lasers, like every five minutes. What a great movie! Yeah, there's no there's no great like melodramatic speech or anything, which you also expect to see with this kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, all right, what the fuck moments? It's it's an interesting one for for what the fuck moments because of course I think I think there is that expectation now I mean seeing seeing Belushi was great like it was what the fuck when she said have you tried have you considered talking to the kids and he actually did write that down and, and appeared serious about like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whereas it was it was just like the kids are picking on your kid have you tried talking to those kids about it as the principal. Huh, never thought of that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome. And I was expecting it to be smart-ass, but no, it wasn't smart-ass. He was actually serious was like, about it. He was like, that's just a, what an interesting concept, talking to children as the principal of <laughs> yeah. the school well, about their behavior. <laughs> well, I think I think you have to go one step back that he's, that he's hassling the single mom in the context of, have you tried getting your kid to not be weird? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's, everyone's that's picking true. on him because he's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's and it's your fault as a parent that yeah. you have that weird. Yeah. It goes yeah. back to Nick's uh, slut shaming, you know, finding yeah, exactly. new ways to do yeah, that. Yeah, that victim shaming. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> might, you're, I know your kid's getting bullied, but it's because he deserves to get bullied. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's qual- it's qual- maybe quality people that she's and, that she's found. And there. He played the principal as a shout out to the, his role, the principal, in 1987. Oh, that's so. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, where he played a principal to kick ass. I love that that reference is only important to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> for all the fans of the principal. Uh, <laughs> what, what, so, what does the principal get for memorable moments? Um, <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I forgot it existed. Movie in a school with James Belushi. <laughs> the only memorable moment. The title, the principal. Yes. Um, of course, the the smooth jazz sax score like that that just I couldn't believe that during the running during the running scenes in the in the woods and it's just like just a budgetary choice or was that an actual no no because it, later in the movie because because I was kind of focused on this later in the movie there was no question that 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 they attempted to get a little bit more. Like it was like they were digging through their stock music and they suddenly found something with a little bit of electric guitar for later in the movie. But in the early going of the movie, it was all just you wouldn't want to go back and rescore no. the first part. That would be that would have taken five minutes or something. It's like it's like they just left in a temp track. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so then our bad guy, Secundus, is, uh, goes into one of the stores, and, uh, and I was like, this destruction is brought to you by Pepsi, as he destroys <laughs> nothing but Pepsi bottles. <laughs> Uh, one of the one of the cops, uh, I believe, like um, when it like or the the police officers, it's just like when they were talking about uh, the guardians of the universe versus the police officers, and the police officers, oh, members of our force were taught to avoid VD. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> good work, guys. Good. Of course. Um, Jesse Ventura's tail, <laughs> his little, his little tiny like rat tail thing coming from the from his hair, that was uh, that was terrible. And finally, the Uzi that never runs out of bullets and only hits cars and not windows. <laughs> like not a one window would, was breaking at the, like when the, when he was shooting off that Uzi. But man, oh man, every car around was getting hit. Um. So yeah, again, overall, like, like there, there's some stuff, but, but it's, it's a, it's a big fat missed opportunity for more. So I'll only go a five. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, as, as much as I would lo- love to go a little bit higher on this one, I, I really can't. I do have a question that could affect my score a little bit. Now I watched this in two sittings, and unfortunately, I don't remember. Did we see the Uzi before the scene where Segundus actually captures the Uzi? Does the cop just pull it out of nowhere? Well, the cop brings it when when they're... I scrubbed back and tried to find anywhere we'd seen it, but I'd never seen it. The cop just is carrying around a Uzi, right? Well, he pulls it out in it like before the last battle because it's just like he he because he's like the the wannabe super cop that has all sorts of weapons, I assume. But yeah, so he so he brings it out before the last no, battle. It just struck me as a very odd thing just to be carrying underneath your jacket as a cop. But anyway, uh, the only other thing is, why why was the kid made mute? We haven't mentioned it up till now. <laughs> it, um, point. A, when, when you have a mute main character in a movie, you'd think. It would come up in the plot or something like that. But no, uh, there is no reason for the kid really to be mute. It's hinted at, but never really explained or explored. Uh, That's pretty freaking weird. Um, But on the whole, this is a straightforward actioner. I can't go too high, so I'll go with the three. Um, I'm, again, probably a little bit more because we've mentioned enough to me that it's like, yeah, they're in there. You know, I mean, you have the scene in the in the strip bar where a guy has a hat on, and then he doesn't have a hat on, then he has a hat on. Those type of continuity errors always to me are are, are a, a wonderful WTF. And the fact that they they took this film, I mean, who's the who's this film being made for? Probably fifteen year old boys, right? Like that that would have been fifteen, six, fourteen to sixteen, thirteen, something like that. And and they they had a film that was rated R because they had nudity in the strip club and decided to to edit it out so it could get that piece. PG-13 rating, completely missing their target audience. To me, that's a moronic WTF move. So uh, I got a five. Uh, I think uh, uh, Jim Belushi is most of my – I'm going to give it a five, but Jim Belushi is the bulk of that point. Yeah. Those points. Fair. Totally I, fair. I, 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 just, I want to take this moment to share one of my favorite jokes, which is uh, I don't know why I see Jim Belushi everywhere, who died and it made him famous. 
my God. Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. So five for me on that. Uh, memorable moments. Well, I'll tell you right now, like, um, virtually nothing in the movie is going to be memorable, but the movie poster itself is hella memorable. I will never forget that because I remember seeing that in the video stores and always thinking like, ooh, that looks cool, even before I necessarily really cared about Jesse Ventura in that regard or whatever, but it was just, it was just kind of like, mm, that's a, that's a beautiful movie poster. I'll go with a four. Wow, that's really high from the movie poster, which I have to admit is the bulk of my score, but... <laughs> uh, Excellent poster. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, it works, man. Just, the you know, the beam going into the A and stuff like that, like, hmm. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, uh, that poster could be on about 40 different movies that would be more accurate than this movie. It doesn't really connect uh, other than having Jesse on the cover. So, yeah, I can only go as high as a three once again. Um, again, I'm a little bit higher. I'll give it a four. Uh, not much higher. Uh, I, I do think I do like, again, the, the, the video box. That box was was a, a billion times pick it up, almost rent it thing just because of the box. Part of me going, I bet you it's not good. But part of me going, damn it. Look at that box. Uh, you know, and, uh, and I'm not talking about the strip club anymore. Um, so uh, like, I, I'll give it that, that there, there's also the one scene that I did think was cool that, that I do have a pretty good memory of. And I think will stick with me is the, the fire in the warehouse, the kid being chased by Sven Scornton though. Now that I think back, we never saw the kid's face is like, he was covering it. And I thought it was the fire. It might have been because they had gotten like a, a little person or something like that to be like or an adult even to that didn't really look like the kid now that I think about it. That could be a WTF, but uh that probably is a WTF actually, but uh, not that I'm gonna increase my score there either. But yeah, I mean I I thought that was a cool scene with the fire and whatever and the way that was shot and everything. So uh, I'll give it a four. I think I'm a little rough on this one, uh, in this category because I probably did see this. <laughs> uh, you know, it, you know, you it, like you, you mentioned like like you pulled it off the shelf and almost got it a hundred times. I probably must have though, like given that like that at that time I would have been renting like a couple of movies a week every weekend because uh, it was like high school age at that point. So I, I figure I did see this and have absolutely no memory of it. <laughs> I uh, also, also suffered because I watched this a couple of weeks before we're recording right now, and uh, none of it came back. So uh, two for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, although it, the one thing that did come back is uh, uh, Jesse sitting up in bed shirtless, uh, tell, giving story time to the little boy oh, yeah, who has wandered into his room, which is a weird, weird scene. Um, <laughs> also, he like the, the girl, the woman, the, the mom walks into the room uh, when he's like you know shirtless and everything, and there's. The complete and utter lack of sexual tension between the two of them is uh, is really. Well, she was in, she's more into the James Belushi type. <laughs> she, <laughs> authority figures. That's what she likes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> daddy issues. That's you know, makes sense. Clearly, <laughs> crazy concept. Honestly, I mean the it, like for me, we talked earlier about Jack Kirby's for Fourth World, and it's just like so they they've created the anti life equation, and the Guardians of the Universe have 
the answer box, which is basically a mother box. I mean, the, the whole it's concept true. is, is essentially just, just like ripped straight out of Jack Kirby. Um, and then the problem is, is that so, so they took their high concept from Jack Kirby and they took the rest of it from the trash because there's nothing <laughs> else there. Like, it's not so much that, that I think that like this isn't a crazy concept because because the rest of the movie is just so straightforward paint by numbers like this is what you would do like there's nothing where it's just like oh that's a leap wow i can't believe they did that no it's just a straightforward action movie so i can only go with the two yeah no i'm going with the two as well just because yeah the concept isn't crazy the concept is let's make the terminator we can't really make exactly the Terminator, so let's just throw some sci-fi bullshit in there and hope nobody notices that we're just bullshitting that it doesn't make any sense. Two. I, I got a three because I think it's enough of a mismatch of things to be to, to give it a three, but that's not exactly a high score either. Three. I mean, it, it's, it's, it was mainstream enough that they thought they could put uh, the biggest movie star in the world in it and, and offered it to them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three because it's of the mishmash, but, yeah. Well, it's it's funny because you mentioned the Terminator. I, I had uh, one of my favorite uh, hobbies after watching a movie. So I, I like to look at t- 10 out of 10 reviews on IMDb and uh, 1 out of 10 reviews, uh, especially 1 out of 10 reviews for good movies. Um, <laughs> so one of the – I thought about the Terminator uh, parallels, and then there's there's one of the reviews is an intergalactic police officer named Abraxas has been sent to Earth to stop a rogue alien named Secundus. Secundus is looking for a woman on Earth to impregnate so he can bear her ch- – so she can bear his child to carry on his legacy. Where have I seen this before? Oh, this is a ripoff of the Terminator. Like, not a single thing in that. <laughs> Has anything to do with the Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it oh, is convinced sort of me that it's less like the Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> That's a good point. The Terminator ripper off. I, I thought it was more like the Terminator speak. before I read that. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. All the way up to a three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this, this uh, movie does. Does fall into the sweet spot of 90 minutes, um, and uh, so no no modif- and no modification to uh, to the score for that, giving it a final total of an anemic 36.5, uh, putting it uh, in the top in the bottom 10 of the uh, octagon, right between the new kids and Ramblin' Man. But you know, and again, shockingly, like those movies, a, a little on the paint by numbers side. Yeah, it just doesn't go. It doesn't go far enough. Like it's not. Yeah. it's not wacky enough. It's, it's not weird enough. It's it, not, it doesn't, doesn't embrace it. its uh, its concept. If it embraced the concept and just went balls to the walls, yeah. Um, but it, it what it just. I mean, I had such high expectations for this one. Total disappointment. Yeah, like I say, if I almost feel like they should have gone further the other, like the safer direction, and this could have been like a like a Nickelodeon movie. Like it's, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have taken much to make this a kids movie. Maybe lines for the kid. With <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, See, I would have gone. I, I want. I wanted more full moon type filmmaking in there. Well, of course we I, all I did, any, but yeah. but I mean, I think but any, I agree with. Yeah, just going somewhere with it, as a, as opposed to like vanilla. <laughs> you know? Well, I think just ha- having fun with it is the thing. Yeah. 
they didn't seem to have fun with it. They took it all very seriously. If they had had fun and people had been smiling and just, you know, mm. like I say, just embrace the fact that, that you're making a sci-fi movie with Jesse Ventura, you know, but they didn't, they failed to do that. They tried to make Jesse Ventura an actor <laughs> instead of just making him Jesse Ventura, which is enough. Yeah, it's true. All right. Well, let's move on. What, what do we got coming up next? Oh, yeah. Great. We have, we have, of course, the, the hottest band in the world, Kiss. Kiss. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they're meeting Phantoms, or they're, it's the Phantom of the Park, or, or, and the Attack of the Phantoms, or any, any of the number of names that this movie actually has. But, uh, so, so, you know, we know that there's going to be some more good acting going on. <laughs> oh, oh, is there ever some acting? Acting, yes. But uh, and so, so James, James, we have some business to do as well. That's right. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Cult Film Showdown, and we are sponsored by We Talk Podcasts. Uh, we Talk Podcast dot com is the home of the Octagon, where we keep track of our search for the ultimate B movie, <laughs> and uh, also We Talk Podcasts has a Facebook and they have an Instagram. And you should also uh, please subscribe to the show, review the Twitter. show. Reviewing helps a lot. Sorry, uh, they, have, they, they have a Twitter. They don't have an Instagram. You have the have, Instagram. We have the Instagram. They have a Twitter. Uh, neither of us has a LinkedIn. Who's got a band uh, camp? <laughs> Does anyone have a band camp? Uh, just Nick. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for his for – his, uh, his alt rock band Upraxis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. So, wait, uh, if you're wondering, there is there is an alt rock band called Upraxis. They just they spell it with an I instead of mm. with an A. But that that does yeah. that is a real thing. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> as you were making a joke about it. <laughs> yeah, again, if you had spelled Peacock with an I, you would have gotten away with it. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything more to add to this. I don't think anybody else does either. So let's let's go home. So for Jim and for Jack and for Nick and for for Abraxas and for Jesse Venture, I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown.
your body. Secundus and I went back a long way. We pulled each other through a lot of hard times. It's over. I know you. You can't do that. But one of the men began to grow unhappy. Soon, the only thing that mattered to him was himself. We're in Tabraxis and Secundus. Partners? Ancient history height. Now they're sending me out to bring in Secundus, my ex-partner. Not this time. Commander escaped. 